0: That's investher, H E R, con.com, promo code 100 best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: Learn and master how to purchase properties with little to no money down and no credit.
0: Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy? where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization. If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com. Forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Farless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast, spoken to Barbara Corker and from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, and a whole bunch of others. Today we're going to be talking to someone who is from the city of that I was born in the bustling metropolis of Flint, Michigan. How are you doing, Jim Sakales?
1: Good. How are you, Joe?
0: I'm doing really well and anxious to talk to you about what you're doing in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> oh, dot dot dot. A little bit about Jim, and then he'll get into it in more detail. He is the partner at Vash Investment Group. He's been involved in more than twelve thousand real estate transactions, generating over three hundred million dollars in sales. He's got over twenty years of experience in real estate. He knows what he's doing. And you can say hi to him at his website, which is his name. You can just click that in the show notes link. With that being said, Jim, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
1: Sure. Well, the background is that I'm a real estate investor now. I used to be a real estate broker for quite a few years down in the Georgia area for 20 years and grew my real estate company that way. And over the years, I decided to give up the real estate brokerage title and go in to the investing side of things full-time, I found out by doing that, I was able to create win-win situations as well as earn more money for myself. So my main focus is now is to help educate real estate agents to better serve them and grow their business as well as network with them. And I'm also interested in helping homeowners that are not able to sell properties the traditional
0: ways. And when you say helping homeowners that aren't able to sell their properties in traditional ways, what is your strategy for helping them sell it through non-traditional ways?
1: Well, we serve as all 50 states. So there's a lot of people out there that are still in financial ruins as far as the market. The property isn't worth what they owe. They may have fallen behind on their mortgage, a number of things. So the traditional way would be hire a real estate Professional pay the six or seven percent commission then pay off the mortgage then whatever else is left over they get to keep and use for their next purchase unfortunately there's a lot of homeowners out there that are not able to do that so that's what we do is we help purchase the property in creative ways we might offer to do some terms with them owner finance lease purchase options things of that nature if the property is where they haven't made a mortgage payment for a while we can offer services of doing a short sale for the property owner and get them out from underneath the mortgage without having it go into foreclosure and then ruin their credit even further.
0: Short sailing is one approach that you do. Is that the primary approach you take with homeowners that are underwater?
1: No, that is the primary way only if they are behind on their mortgage. If they're not behind on their mortgage and they don't have the equity then we would assume their mortgage and then take over their payment. And then once we're able to resell it, then we can cash out the balance of their mortgage. So we do more of that than we do the short sale route. That's just another option.
0: To bring this into color a little bit, how about you walk us through the last deal that you did, whether it was short sale, whether it was assuming mortgage or something else?
1: Well, the last deal we did was just a cash deal. We did as a duplex here in Flint for $12,000 move-in condition. I mean, it had some minor repairs. There was already a tenant in the upstairs unit paying rent, and the downstairs unit was occupied by the seller we bought it from. And he was a first-time investor and really didn't know what he was getting himself into, and he put too much money into fixing the place up and become the I don't even like to use the term slumlord, but it is what it is. And uh, simple repair issues were overlooked. Taxes weren't paid and uh, utilities weren't paid as well. So we got him out from underneath the debt and we took over the property. And now we have an interested party in the downstairs unit. And then we're taking care of a little minor leak that's happening with the plumbing right now. And we'll probably turn around and, and resell that to another investor for a higher amount and still be able to generate themselves probably 23% return on their investment. So that's a pretty good deal all the way around.
0: How much is the upstairs renting for right now?
1: The upstairs, we just renewed the lease with them. They had it currently at $350. The lease was really not a valid lease. So they're currently renting it for $395 and the lower level is going to rent for $495 because it's a little bigger and it has a basement. And also has a two car detached garage fenced in yard.
0: Okay. So you got three ninety five, four ninety five, quick math I'm gonna round up to five hundred and four hundred. That's nine hundred bucks in rent. You mentioned a little water issue and taxes and utilities weren't being paid. How much did you pay in taxes and utilities and how much did you pay for that water issue?
1: Well, we caught everything up. There was $1,100 in utilities that Ron paid in two years of taxes, which equated to a little over $1,600. We took that off the profits that the seller would have gotten. So we made sure that he, he wasn't going to walk with the, the monies and have them stuck with us. So that 12000 we paid him minus out the expenditures that he
0: didn't pay. Okay, got it. So you deducted those at on the closing statement so you were in it for less than 12k because it was minus 1100 so that's roughly three thousand dollars so let's say about nine thousand dollars you were in it for and you've got a place that rents for nine hundred dollars so 900 in rent and nine thousand dollars cash what else do you need to do to it if anything in order to sell it? what about that water thing well, it's, it was a
1: support beam actually from the lower level that needs to be built because the tub was over top and it was causing the, the tub to lean and obviously put a kink in the piping and so the water's coming down to the main level and running along the ceiling. So, you know, it's less than a $500 repair. There was a leaky sink and toilet that needs to be resealed and a couple windows that needed to be replaced and that's it. I mean, it's got brand new electrical throughout, brand new flooring, just some little cosmetics, you know, patching little hole here, there, touch up paint. So other than that, just tightening it up.
0: All right. How much do you think you'll sell it for? We'll probably turn around and
1: sell it for 299. Mm-hmm. That'll fall within that 23% return on their investment. And it'll be fully occupied when we resell it.
0: How'd the seller hear about your
1: group? He actually found us through doing a Google search, and he had talked to my business partner a while ago about investing, and we sell investment programs. We form a partnership where we can help investors purchase properties, turnkey operations, and flip them. Unfortunately, he didn't pay the $1,500 that he should have for the program and try to wing it on his own, and then he comes back to us obviously with his tail between his legs and took a big loss on the property. So that's basically how he reconnected with us.
0: What would you say was the main mistake that investor made in this investment?
1: Well, let's see, he had to do the repairs and I think he got the property at a pretty good deal. Just the property management side of things, he sucked at pretty bad. He didn't do a full screening process proper application. He didn't know how to put together a proper lease agreement. He didn't collect a deposit. And he wasn't being proactive in taking care of the repair issues when they were uh, coming to surface and the tenant was complaining about it. So he made the repair issues ended up being a little more costly because he ignored them.
0: And you mentioned the screening process, but you kept the same tenant that he found in the property. So was there an issue with the screening process for that tenant?
1: Well, not as far as their background goes, but as far as the incomes that they were collecting off them, no deposit, and then they didn't even have an application on them. So once we got an application on them and seen their track record, where their employment status was, then we allowed them to stay in the property. Our goal is to keep people in properties, not kick them out.
0: And why not keep this property that is in rent nine hundred? Then you've got your expenses. Why not keep that property versus sell it for you're making what fifteen twenty thousand dollars on the sale?
1: We are looking to bring in other investors, and we love to share our deals with them. And obviously, when we can make other investors a lot of money off of deals that creates continuous repeat business form. Obviously, when we throw a good deal to somebody, they're going to want more. We could easily keep the property. We're not hurting by keeping the property, but to turn it on to another investor that's just getting started with us would be an ideal situation.
0: Who does the management for investors of your properties in Flint?
1: Well, we do that in-house through Vash Investment Group. And we have an administrative secretary that we pay hourly, and she handles the collections of rents. She's one of our employees, as well as taking care of the business down at the courthouse if we need be.
0: What's the largest property you have in your portfolio?
1: Largest as far as size or units? Units. I mean, how many units have we had? Have yep. We have. Yep. Well, some of them are partnered, but we have over a hundred. Probably a hundred hundred and some. I'm not sure exact amount.
0: I'm sorry. I was meaning for one particular property, what's the largest number of units you have for one property?
1: Oh, talking about duplexes?
0: Yeah. Well, is a duplex the largest or do you have a fourplex or like an eight unit or something larger?
1: Believe it or not, this is the first duplex we've ever gotten. We usually deal with single family only and commercial properties. So my business partner handles the commercial side of things. And so he has several units that he rents out. He has storage facilities that he rents and does very well with them. So I guess in the commercial end of things would be the multiple ones that we have. But ideally, we don't like to get into duplexes because for the simple fact that most of the duplexes from his experience has been short stays. They're not longevity stays smaller units. So they typically kind of just a stepping stone until they find regular housing that they don't have to share.
0: What does someone need to know who hasn't invested in Flint, Michigan? What do they need to know before they do invest in Flint, Michigan?
1: First, they got to educate themselves on the growth of the area. They have to understand the current water situation that Flint has gotten national attention to, which actually is going to be a good thing and has been a good thing because they're bringing more money and more awareness into the community and educating the locals as well as fixing the problem. At some point, they are going to be fixing the problem. We haven't seen that personally, but they are replacing some of the plumbing and stuff like that. So that would be the first thing. Obviously, take advantage of the market right now because of the fact that since the monies are coming into the community, they're opening up more opportunities for people to live in the city of Flint. They're offering free college education for children as well as offering tax advantages for businesses.
0: What is your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: Well, the best investment advice, I would say learn and master how to purchase properties with little to no money down and no credit. And the reason being is you will find when you can purchase without money and credit, then your salesmanship goes up. Not only that, your overhead goes down.
0: Will you give a specific example of how you've purchased with no money or credit?
1: Sure. Basically, we have people that just want to be done with the property and they will deed over the property. That's probably the, the best and easiest way. And I've seen these info commercials growing up where you, where you hear about hey, buy with no money and no credit. That's hogwash, you know? And now my business partner, Bill Clark, has, has showed me ways where some of these sellers are not only deeding over the property to us, they're giving us money as well just to be done with it. They want to protect their credit, and they know they're upside down the property. They're willing to dish over some cash as well to make it attractive, to make the problem go away. They're just not in a financial position to carry on at the property. They've left the state, and they don't want anything to do with it. They don't have any background in real estate. They don't know how to manage property, nor do they want to.
0: Will you tell us the story of a property where someone deeded it over to you and gave you cash for taking the deed?
1: Well, me not personally, but Bill has. He told me this story where he had a gentleman that was upside down on the property, and Bill talked to him. Actually, it was on a New Year's Eve. The guy called him and said, you know, we've talked for several weeks now, and I just got to get out of this thing. And uh, I can't remember exact dollar amount, but I think it was right around $30,000 that the guy gave him in addition to deeding over the property, which was crazy. I would never do it. I don't care what my situation is, but the guy was doing his best to protect his credit. He was looking to purchase another property in another state, and it was easier for him to throw the money at the problem and make it go away rather than... Deal with having a foreclosure on his hands.
0: What about an example where you have had someone not give you cash at closing to take the deed, but just simply they just gave it to you? Will you tell a story on that?
1: We had one up in the UP earlier this year. Now, this was a short sale deal, and the guy had gotten a divorce. Obviously, the two income went down to one income, so he couldn't afford the place anymore. So he started drowning fast with it because he was five months behind the mortgage. And he actually called us off of a Craigslist ad. We advertise on Craigslist pretty religiously about how we buy properties and we offer to do lease purchase options. So he was intrigued by that and reached out to us and he did exactly that. He deeded the property over to us. He gave us power of attorney to speak on his behalf for the mortgage and we structured a short sale and advertised it. And we were able to sell the property for less than what he owed and saved him from foreclosure. And we made some money along the way.
0: What's the most challenging type of problem that you come across with homeowners?
1: I guess educating them. Obviously, if there's a homeowner that's trying to sell on their own, they have that in their mind that, well, I want to try it on my own first because Obviously, they're saving six, seven percent and doing it themselves, but what they don't understand is it's not as easy as the media makes it sound. so just agreeing with them, offering some solutions to them, and just staying in touch with them is usually how it plays out before we're able to step in. sometimes you know very seldom they do get successful and sell it on their own, but they never make the money that they could have made if they would have sold it through us. You know, A lot of times they just want to cut and run. They'll just take a big loss. And we do offer cash offers as well, but those are pretty insulting. We don't like to insult the seller by that. We'd rather stick to our cash deals for foreclosure properties and things of that nature.
0: You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Empire Industries, a national award-winning company and the fastest-growing property management company in Houston, would like to offer you, best-ever listener, a 30-day love-us-or-leave-us guarantee. Contact Empire Industries at 888-866-6727 for more info. That's 888-866-6727. Best-ever book you've read.
1: Um, That would have to be How to Win Friends and Influence People by uh, Dale Carnegie.
0: Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it?
1: It was an experience through a multi-level marketing company, number one travel industry in the world, and I learned to be a good listener because what it did for me is it helped me better serve people. Once you found out the problem, I could better understand a good fit for a solution.
0: Best ever deal you've done?
1: I would have to say it was one I did in Roswell, Georgia quite a few years ago for $120,000 and turned around and resold it for one hundred sixty-four dollars in 14 days.
0: You were living in Georgia at the time, right?
1: Yes, but I okay. do buy and sell still in Georgia and all the other 49 states.
0: Best ever way you like to give back?
1: I enjoy giving back to people in general. Just I love helping people. But my focus has been recently is to help people reach their goals much faster through my resources, knowledge and education.
0: What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate?
1: Probably not educating myself better on the real estate politics of having a real estate broker's license.
0: And what's something that you wish you would have educated yourself on that you now know?
1: Uh, that would be it.
0: <laughs> like is there a specific like maybe bullet point that's like, oh well that, I, I wish I would have known that aspect of things?
1: Well, I guess early on in my career, I didn't know the negotiation aspects that I could use to leverage deals without having money or credit.
0: What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you?
1: You can reach me direct on my cell phone at 770 313 or you can catch me on my website at the online.
0: Jim, thank you for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners talking about how you are structuring deals, talking about that duplex that you recently closed for 12000 cash minus some seller credits that is renting for about $900 and how they heard about you in order for you to get that deal and then also the things to look out for when investing in an area like Flint. And I was born in Flint. My grandmother still lives there. She is 101 years old, but I interviewed her when she was 99 years old. And best ever listeners, if you go to episode 99, I actually interview my grandma about Flint, Michigan. And she talks about Flint, Michigan and how it's changed and the jobs and things. So, if you're curious about Flint, Michigan in particular, then go to episode 99, where my 99 year old, at the time grandma, talked about it. And now she is 101 years old, still living in Flint, Michigan.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Yes. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, Jim, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time as well.
0: Empire Industries, a national award winning company and the fastest growing property management company in Houston, would like to offer you, best ever listener, A 30-day love-us-or-leave-us guarantee. Contact Empire Industries at 888-866-6727 for more info. That's 888-866-6727.